Back in the summer of 2020, I was at home playing video games with a buddy of mine when I realized I didn't have any booze left. Pretty much all I did during the pandemic was drink and play video games. Please don't judge me. Anyway, I decided to drive to the local gas station just a few minutes away from my house. As I walked into the gas station, I had noticed four men, four very large men, and they were being very loud and obnoxious by the gas pumps. They must have been pretty drunk too, because they were being so rowdy, and two of them seemed to be stumbling around their truck. Now, this wasn't an abnormal sight, as my town's full of rednecks who drink way too much. Anyway, I went into the gas station, and I went over to the liquor section, and I had grabbed my choice of beverage. As I was grabbing my drink, the men had come in to pay for their gas, or whatever they were buying. The cashier was a young, attractive girl. She must have also been new because I frequented that gas station a lot, and I had never seen her there before. As the men were paying for their things, they had started to say very sexual things to the girl. I could tell it was making her uncomfortable. I won't repeat them, as they're just really not worth saying. But they began asking her what time she got off, and which car was hers. I could see that she was starting to shake, and she could barely get the change out of the register. I really felt terrible for her, and I then shouted, Hey, just pay for your things and leave. Now, my mouth had acted before my brain could process that these men had not only outnumbered me, but they were almost twice my size. I'm a male, and I'm about six feet tall and decently built, but if these men decided not to play nice with me, I stood no chance at all. After I blurted out for them to leave, they all turned and looked at me. It was then that I realized the situation that I had just put myself in, and my heart dropped into my stomach. By the pure grace of God, they simply shot a pissed off glance at me, nodded, and then left. I then approached the counter, asking the young girl if she was okay. She was still shaking, but she said yes. I asked her if she wanted me to call the police for her, but she said no, and that her manager was in the back. I just said okay, and I paid for my things. I looked out the window, and luckily the big rusty truck the men came from was now gone. I did a quick jog to my car, making sure they weren't parked around the corner of the building, and they weren't. I was able to make it home to enjoy some drunken video games with my friends. So fellas, if you are ever in the position to stop sexual harassment, do it. Just make sure you aren't possibly going to get your ass kicked in the process. I'm a 29 year old female, but at the time of this incident I was 19. It's not the scariest story in the world but it definitely terrified me. Me and my now ex-husband were driving home from a friend's place, and we needed to stop for gas since we were running on E. The only problem is that since it was really late, around 2am, there weren't too many gas stations open. We had to stop at one of the more run-down stores that was in a bad area. As soon as we pull up to the pump, I noticed a sketchy-looking guy pacing in front of the store talking on his cell phone, 
So when my ex-husband gets out of the car, I immediately lock the doors. I continue watching this guy because he's giving off some major bad vibes. And as soon as my ex-husband went into the store, the dude makes a beeline straight for our car. I almost pissed my pants when I saw him walking towards me. So I lunged over the driver's seat to reach my taser, which was in the door. As soon as I grabbed the taser, I knock on the window, and I turn to see this guy standing there peering right in at me with a creepy smile on his face. So I roll down my window the tiniest bit, and he asks me if I can help him turn his phone on, to which I then reply with, I don't really think you need help with that. I literally just saw you talking on it. He tells me it turned off, and he asks if I can get out and just help him out really fast. Obviously, I told him no, and I told him to get away from me. But then he literally tries to yank open my door. I scream and I hold up the taser right in front of his face, and I start pressing the button down to show him I have a weapon and that I will fuck him up. Thankfully, he backed away from the car, and my ex-husband came out of the store soon afterwards. I was so terrified that I actually started crying while telling my ex-husband what happened. Of course... He wanted to confront the creep, but by that point, he had taken off. We didn't end up calling the police, but we did alert the store clerk, just so she knew about the guy. I'm very thankful nothing else bad happened, but things easily could have gotten a lot worse for me. To all the ladies out there, always be aware of your surroundings and stay safe. I'm an 18-year-old female, and my sister's 21. One day, we decided that we wanted to take a weekend trip to Colorado on a whim. We decided that after I got off work, we would get on the road. On the day we decided to leave, I had worked from 5 a.m. to 5 p.m., so by the time we had started driving, I was pretty tired. But my sister wasn't very comfortable driving at night, so I said that I would drive the full way there. We started driving from Albuquerque, New Mexico, so about three hours later, we got to Taos, New Mexico. We decided to take the back road so that I could pull over to sleep when I felt like I couldn't drive anymore. Once we got to Taos, I decided to start looking for a truck stop so that I can sleep, because I felt like a truck stop would be the safest place for two young girls. We came upon a rundown truck stop that looked like it might have been abandoned, since I had already been awake for around 15 hours, I decided that stopping there was the best option. Being that I had a broken car window and we were both young, my sister decided she would stay awake while I took a quick nap. After getting about as comfortable as you can get in the driver's seat of a compact car, I drifted off to sleep. That's when my sister shook me awake with fear in her voice, telling me we needed to leave as soon as possible. I started my car while then asking what was happening, and that's when my heart then sunk, as she pointed to a car parked about 15 feet away at a gas pump. She explained that the car parked with their lights off not too long after I leaned my seat back, and they never got out of their car, they just stared at us. The entire time I was sleeping, the person in the car just stared at us. By the time I was told the story, I was already leaving the parking lot looking for somewhere else to pull over so we could get the GPS started up again. 
As soon as we started driving out of that parking lot, the person at the gas pump turned on their car, still with no headlights. After following us for a bit, we pulled into a well-lit parking lot of a 24-hour store that seemed to have quite a few cars there. I think this made the other driver nervous as they drove right through the parking lot into the night, and we never saw them again after that. The story may not sound that scary to many out there, but for me, this is probably one of the most terrifying experiences of mine to this day. I have no clue what would have happened if we stayed there any longer, or if we didn't find that 24-hour store. I'm 24 years old, but this happened to me when I was 22. I used to work at a gas station. I never had to work nights, though. I just opened. Whenever I opened, I got to leave at around 4 p.m., which gives me time to go pick up my kids at daycare. One day was a slow day. My manager was in the office, which was super close to the front counter, so if you're sitting in the office and a customer comes in, you can literally take two steps to where the register was at. Anyways, I was leaning on the counter just talking to my manager when an older gentleman comes inside. I didn't really think anything of it. I just greeted him, and I went back to talking to my manager. I noticed that he went through the fountain drinks, and he started getting something to drink. He then comes back, and he was talking about how he normally gets free drinks from here. Now, let me give you a backstory about this before I started working there. There was an older lady who worked there for years. Unfortunately, though, she found out she had cancer, and it was way too late to get help, and she passed away. When he started to explain to me about her, I looked at my manager, and she was giving me that look, the kind of look that's like, just go ahead and give it to him so he can leave. So I just smiled at him, and I told him he could take the drink. I asked my manager who he was, and she then explained to me that when she first started working there, which by the way, she's been working there for a year or two, and she told me she only saw him one time, and something about him just really gave her the creeps. I just shrugged it off, and my manager left for the day. I was all by myself except for the cook. I decided to do my usuals, the inventory, stocked, cleaning, and also helping some customers out whenever they needed it. Another customer came in, and I greeted them, and it was the same man. There was just something about the vibe he gave off, and he really sent chills down my spine. We had a little table that was close to the kitchen where all of the customers can sit down and eat and drink. He decided to sit there, and he started talking to me while I was trying to finish up my work before my shift ended. No matter which aisle I was going to, he would always follow me. He was making me very uncomfortable, calling me these sweet names when they were really just giving me the creeps. He would get really close to me, to the point where I can literally smell alcohol, so I'm assuming that he's a drunk, but yet he was still acting like he wasn't. It was at this point that I decided to go to the cooler just to get away from him. While I was stocking up all the drinks, I had heard the door open, so I went around to see who it was, and lo and behold, it was him. I told him he wasn't allowed in the cooler, and that he really needed to leave. He apologized, 
saying that he just wanted to talk, but he did leave the cooler. 3.30 p.m. comes by, and my coworker who we'll call Ashley comes inside. When she noticed that this man was following me around the store, she got really annoyed by it. She went up to the man, and she actually told him that if he doesn't leave me alone, she wouldn't hesitate to call the police. The look on his face when she said that, it was scary. I have never seen anyone scream and cuss someone out in my life like he did. I really don't know how Ashley didn't get scared, but she was literally just standing there with a blank face, not even caring. He left soon after, and I haven't seen him since. This may not be that scary to a lot of you, but just imagine a creepy man following you around in a store, and you have no idea what his true intentions are. I'm really glad that's all he did. It really could have ended up a lot worse. I worked at a gas station in my small North Carolinian town 10 miles from Charlotte. I was a 39-year-old wife and a mother of three daughters. I was a stay-at-home mom and my daughters were all in school. And at the time, my family really needed a little extra income. The area was predominantly safe. My hours were 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. My duties were being a cashier, of course, stocking products, cleaning, doing nightly audits, and reading every Dean Koontz novel I could get my hands on. All of this by myself, I should add. The company didn't feel a need for a second person on this shift because it was really slow, but on weekends, very hectic. I handled this job like a pro. I really loved seeing my regulars at night and the morning workers getting their coffee and heading to work. I was at this gas station, which was also a bit of a convenience store, for about a year. I did have the run-of-the-mill meth heads who liked their sweets. The homeless looking for freebie six or somewhere to charge their phone. I also had the occasional local police officers that would come in at around 12 to 1 a.m. for free coffee and bitch about their shift. On this particular night, I was reading the Dean Koontz novel Intensity. I put the bookmark in because I felt like moving around. I went around the counter to the five-hour energy shots, and I began to organize and stock. I heard the bell above the door like I had a million times before. I had so many regulars, ranging from pizza delivery guys to EMTs. I was setting the case of five-hour energy shots down to help this customer when I felt something cold and hard against my right shoulder blade. My first instinct was that this was a cruel prank from a regular. I turned around to say so, when I was then met with a gun pointing at my forehead. It was an African-American guy with a bandana on half of his face. I immediately put my hands up in shock. I looked around and I saw that there were three more guys in different colored bandanas, with no gun, but looking nervous, and then demanding me to give all the money. I walked around the counter with this guy holding his gun right to my head and telling me, Hurry up! Give me the money! Open the register! I said with my hand still in the air and shaking, Yes, yes, of course! Here! And I opened up the register for him. The other four guys descended on this register getting all the cash in the register. 
Suddenly, the gunman looked at me, then said, This register too, bitch! There was a second register that had the bare minimum for the first shift to open up with. I put in my code, and I opened that register as well. They cleaned out that one too. They then saw the safe underneath the first register, and again, the gunman pointed his gun to my temple and also demanded I open the safe. I said in a shaky voice that the safe is on a timer. If you press one button, whether it be for the $10 bills or a roll of quarters, it won't dispense again for a whole two minutes. The guys were all on the safe pressing buttons, while in the meantime, I'm praying out loud for God to spare me, because I have a husband and children that need me. I kept frantically saying this prayer, and the guys were all frustrated that the safe wasn't giving them what they wanted. I heard one of the guys saying, One of you shut that bitch up! And another said, Just shoot her already! We already have what we need! Right at that statement, I could literally feel I was about to lose my bladder and pee all over myself. Even though I was scared out of my mind, I was also mad as hell that this was possibly going to be where I ended up. I held in that pee, and I just watched as they started to steal as many cigarettes, wraps, and black and miles as they could. One of the guys then yelled, We've been here too long. Let's go. Let's get the hell out of here. Three of them were sprinting out the door, while one was in front of me, all while I was shaking with clenched hands praying. I looked up, and then his bandana fell down. I thought this was it for me. But he then just smiled at me, and he joined his friends. At the very same time, a woman came inside to buy a soda. They yelled at her too, pointing the gun at her to give them her purse. The lady replied back with, I'm not giving you my purse, motherfucker! And I thought for sure they would get aggressive. Instead, however, they seemed to just be worried about being there too long. They then ran out the door and scattered through the parking lot. I looked at the lady, then the glass door, and I could see her partner's truck sitting outside. I told her to go to her truck while I called the police. I then locked the door as soon as she was in the truck. I picked up the store's landline, and I dialed 911. I ran to the stockroom, and I locked that door as well. I told the 911 operator of all the details she needed, and after only a couple of minutes, she said it was safe to go to the front door for the officers. And I did just that. I unlocked the door, and I immediately removed my name tag and threw it in the trash. I felt like this was finally over, and I was obviously quitting. I saw the woman customer that was confronted by the gunman just shaking, and she was rocking back and forth. I put my hand on her shoulder, as she also gave her own statement to the police. I gave the officers my statement, and I called my manager. She came to the store along with CSI investigators. I had to watch myself on tape at least three times with the investigators. At one point, a CSI guy paused the video while the thieves were surrounding the safe and their back was turned. And he asked me, Ma'am, why didn't you run? Because I was afraid I'd be shot in the back, I said. The man apologized immediately, realizing how traumatized I really was. After the police left, I continued to converse with my manager as she tried to console me. 
She then called her manager because she had never been through anything like this. I actually heard upper management tell her, Oh, she'll be alright. No need for me to get out of bed for this. I literally lost it and I told her she was a piece of shit. I eventually went home and around this time it's four in the morning. I race upstairs and I kiss all my children on their foreheads. I then went to mine in my husband's bedroom and I went into our bathroom to wash my face. I was thinking in my head that I didn't want to wake him up because he has another hour to sleep before shift for his job begins. I couldn't help but to break down after realizing I was alive and that I was now at home splashing water on my face. My husband woke up to this and he asked in a slight panic, What's wrong babe? What's going on? I broke down to my knees on my bathroom floor and I then explained my entire nightmare night to him. He held me and consoled me. I stayed up until it was time to take my children to school. When I got back home, I called the company's HR. They were very cold towards me. I then decided to call a workers' compensation lawyer. After discussing what happened to me on my third shift all by myself, as well as the HR being so cold towards me, he took my case. I discovered that the four guys that robbed me at gunpoint were all 16 years old. I don't know what punishment they ever received, but I do know that I got one year of unemployment checks, as well as a settlement of $25,000. I also received therapy for the PTSD that I now have. It took about a year for me to be able to go to a gas station all on my own. It's been about four years since, and I'm doing okay now. That is, as long as I have my two knives and a taser with me.